When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on ceiling. Talk to a sleep expert and unjunk your sleep today. Mattress Firm. And what's up? Welcome in. It is GC Live Wednesday episode of the show. Of course, we are always brought to you by our good friend Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network. Helps make the show possible. And as promised, we got a very special guest today. He is South Carolina quarterback commit. Braden Davis made it official a couple of weeks ago and became a South Carolina commit. Uh, Braden, appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you taking the time, man. How, uh, you know, you, you got to complete the recruiting process. So, how you doing today? How has the uh, committed life been for you, man? Uh, it's good. It's a it's a big weight off my shoulders. I'm, you know, I'm glad to be focused on just one place, just uh, getting everything ready for when I get there in uh, in January. So, so Braden, very unique experience for you, probably compared to anybody else that's ever been through the recruiting process. No visits allowed for like the last 15 months or so. Um, and you being a quarterback, it seems like quarterbacks always commit a little bit earlier maybe than other positions as well. So um, what was that like for you, man, as you sort of had to take it upon yourself? I know you took a lot of these like self-guided tours, went around and and saw some campuses and saw the cities with your family. So can you maybe take us through what that was like and and how you went through that process of trying to learn as much and see as much uh, while having to sort of do it just, you know, on your own and, and of course with your family and coaches? Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was really difficult with not being able to do everything in person because uh, in a normal year, I mean, everything would kind of be done for you. I mean, coaches would be presenting things for you when you're on campus, um, kind of informing you about the school. But um, my process, you kind of had to do things on your own. You had to set up, you know, the Zoom calls and do all that type of deal um, to where you can get all the information that you can for any school that that you're interested in. Um, so I really had to exhaust that process and, and it really helped for me because I had, uh, you know, two people at South Carolina that I know and trust, um, and they were able to tell me, uh, more things that, um, more information that I would have needed that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to get, uh, going in person and doing things like that. Yeah, Braden. So I, that's where I was going to go next. Uh, the two people you mentioned, I guess you're referring to Marshawn Lloyd, Debo Williams, a couple Delaware guys, um, also on, already on the roster for South Carolina. Take us back to the beginning of the process because it seems like it started coming together fairly quickly, right? Between you and, and South Carolina, how did it start out as far as contact being made with you and the staff, and then how did things sort of grow from there to when it became more serious with South Carolina? Yeah. So. Um... Okay, yeah, so I'm not exactly sure how everything – so it was really um, – I believe Marshawn kind of mentioned me to the coaching staff, you know, mentioned that I was a Delaware guy, um, that he that he kind of um, knew, knew what I was about and knew what I could do and that I would be a good fit for South Carolina. And, uh, you know, then the coaches kind of took that and, you know, reached out to me and um, we kind of just built a relationship, you know, several phone calls. Um, I actually have known Coach Satterfield for – a while actually he recruited my my brother when he was at Tennessee Tech um and so I mean yeah I just did that type of stuff and um they were they were just able to help me uh in the in, the, in those ways so so Braden when uh, when you actually made the decision uh, here a couple of weeks ago um I, I guess going into your announcement how how long before you actually made the announcement did you sort of know it was South Carolina I know some guys will tell you, oh, I made it like five minutes before I went live on Instagram or whatever. Some guys sort of already know. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I, when, when did I, you I actually know, and, and what went into that, man? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had the, I kind of had a feeling. So whenever when when they gave me my offer, um, I, I could just kind of tell the energy that the staff that staff felt. I mean, nobody on the nobody on the staff knew that I was going to get an offer. Um, Coach Beamer just, um, I mean, he just he just felt comfortable with me and decided to give me the offer on the spot. And uh, you know, I just felt the energy and could just tell that they were kind of different in the way that that um that they wanted to like recruit me and stuff like that i like so coach satterfield for instance um he didn't like like sell any like recruiting hype to me it was just like this is what south carolina is this is what we do this is what we're going to do um this is proof that we're going to do it um and so i i just really was able to trust that and um just take his take his word and just believe in it <laughs> to answer your question sorry i no, I um I kind of knew about like so I guess I guess when I got the offer, um but I, I never told anybody like my family didn't know until uh, until I put the hat on. So w- when you were going on these Zoom calls, these virtual visits, someone on South Carolina specifically, and when you took the self guided tour there to Columbia, what all did you see? I mean, what, walk us through sort of a virtual visit at South Carolina what the staff showed you, why you felt it stood out and, and in person too, when you were able, I know it wasn't the same as a real visit, but what all you got to see that impressed you? Right. So, I mean, I've taken, I've taken the, the, I did the virtual part. Um, and really they just show you like the football facilities, uh, kind of the stadium, kind of the campus. Uh, they can't really show you too much. Um, just, just obviously for um, it being through the, through zoom or whatnot. Um, but in person, I was able to kind of go and see those things in uh, in real life. And, you know, I was able to go to, like, see where my classes would be, see where the dorms would be, see where the football facilities, everything like that would be. Um, and just kind of get a feel for everything. Like, I got a, got a good feel for the type of city that Columbia is. Um, yeah, it just reminded me of kind of where I grew up, which is uh, kind of a bonus for me. Braden, so I know when it comes to quarterback uh, recruiting, everybody sort of, I'd assume wants to know how am I going to be used? What's this scheme going to be? I'm sure you and coach sat talked some about that. You know, I, I think when I talked to you right after that first zoom, uh, when they offered you, you sort of said, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pro style guy, but I can run it as well. Um, wh- what was the discussion with you and coach sat as y'all got into a little more detail, just about how he envisions their scheme, how he envisions you fitting into that and, and just specifically how, you know, how you're going to be used when you get to South Carolina. Yeah. So we've talked, we've gone on and we've talked, we've, uh, we've watched some football, we've watched some tape. Um, and really he's, he's explained kind of what they do. And it's, it's really pro style system, which meaning um, they can, they, they do a lot. They have a lot of variety in their offense. They can go really spread out uh, kind of empty backfield, or they can go really tight, like three tight ends and just pounding the ball. Um, I feel like me as a, as a pro style type of quarterback um, and, and I can run as well. So I feel like um, I'd be a great fit because I can do those type of things, um, throwing the ball downfield, reading defenses um, and, you know, uh, RPO breaking, breaking teams down with my legs as well. Great. Now we had a chance to talk with your head coach there at Middletown and, and had great things to say about you. But, but one thing that he, you sort of mentioned was just your progression from, you know, freshman season when you guys had an all-state quarterback, right, who was, I guess, a senior at that time. So you were able to sort of learn the offense and things like that. Um, and then you go from your sophomore year, your junior year, you missed a lot of time, right? So you're still relatively inexperienced, right, as, as a quarterback. But how, how have you seen your game grow? Like what are the things – I know you, you train with a private quarterback trainer, for instance. What things have – you really been working on going into this season and how have you seen your game progress since you were say a high school freshman? Yeah. So I would say, obviously I've, I've worked with a quarterback coach, uh, working on fundamentals and everything like that. Um, just been progressing, just, um, tightening things up, making myself more accurate. Uh, that's definitely improved from my freshman year, but more, even more than that, I would just say my mental side of things, um, I feel like I've definitely matured. I'm able to read defenses, identify coverages, blitzes, uh, defensive fronts, uh, call protections, stuff like that. Um, so I mean, uh, Co- Coach Tony, me and Coach Tony, we've done we've done a lot of that stuff. Um, 
So, I mean, I feel like regardless of not having much experience, I feel like my mentality and match with my ability that I, um, my accuracy and everything like that, uh, is just going to come together once I, once I can get on the field and, you know, display it. Brayden, you, you mentioned, uh, it's kind of a weight off your shoulders now, man. You're, you know, you're able to wear the Carolina shirt uh, out in public and, and sort of represent for the class now. Uh, a lot of the quarterbacks in South Carolina's recent past sort of take it on themselves now to kind of try and recruit the class, maybe get to know some guys who might be coming in with you. What what has been the next step for you? What is the next step, you know, through these next, I don't know, nine months or so, uh, as far as maybe talking to some other guys, maybe getting getting involved with some other South Carolina targets? Yeah, no, definitely. That's, uh, that's one of the main priorities. I mean, you want to get get things going, get things on the right track. You got to get the guys with you to come uh, and make make it happen. So uh, definitely reaching out to those guys, trying to get them, you know, to set official visits. I'll be coming down on, the, I think it's the 25th, uh, June 25th. Um, coming for my official visit weekend. Uh, definitely trying to get guys there. Uh, I'll, I'll actually be coming down for another weekend doing camps and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, obviously we're just trying to get uh, best players, best type of guys that we can and, uh, you know, get this program rolling. So, Braden, you mentioned the June 25th weekend, and, and obviously camp's going to be a big time. But with recruiting reopening, you know, a lot of guys uh, scheduled to be in already. And on that weekend you mentioned, I don't, I don't know if you've gotten to know a lot of the guys specifically, but just – Sort of off the top of my head, Oscar Delp, the tight end from Georgia, uh, Addison Copeland from New York, uh, a receiver planning on being there. Any specific guys that you can tell us a little bit? You don't have to give too too much away about the conversations, but any specific guys that you've chatted with, or has it been more generalized of trying to hit some guys up? Uh, I mean, you're definitely on the right track with those guys. Um, yeah, them for sure. Um, also, we're – uh, Antonio Williams is pretty interested. I mean, he's put us in there uh, in in his top schools. I'm not sure how many it was. Um, yeah, we're just, but other than that, I mean, we're just trying to get other guys who are offered and get them committed, whoever we can. You mentioned maybe coming down for camp as well. Have y'all decided uh, what dates you might travel down uh, to to throw with the coaches? Some or do you not know that yet? Yeah, we have. So it's it's going to be the week. I believe it's the week before. Um, the 25th it's going to be like a o-line camp o-line camp and then like a skills camp after that like three days okay i got you um so is, is that is your team coming down for that are y'all going to be part of the team camp seven on seven thing or is that more just uh, you? no i think it's just going to be me okay i got you and uh, along those same lines you know you mentioned obviously recruiting some guys uh give us a little peek man what what has your pitch been like what are you are you giving them the hard sell? Are you more giving them like the laid back sell? What do you tell them coming as a prospect who's committed to South Carolina, has been through the process? What insight do you, are you going to give these other kids, man? Yeah, so, I mean, with me me going through the process, I can kind of relate to what somebody else might be going through. So um, I don't try to pressure anybody to come to South Carolina, like this is what you need to do. But I definitely, you know, present to them what, what made me feel comfortable with, with coming to South Carolina and, um, you know, I, I honestly feel like I really exhausted the process and, um, you know, the things that, the things that I was thinking of, maybe I can use those to influence them to uh, make decisions as well. Taking it back to the field, obviously quarterback such an important position. That's why, you know, get so much attention in recruiting and on the field. Something else I talked with your coach about, you know, your leadership ability. And he mentioned you're able to sort of build relationships, understand how to push certain guys, when to back off others. Tell us a little bit about Braden Davis as a leader, you know, on the field, off the field, and, and your presence in the locker room, what you're going to bring to Columbia. So I'm definitely a guy who just leads by example. Um, I feel like, I mean, that's kind of how I was was kind of taught to lead, you know, coming honestly through Middletown High School. Um, we've had older guys who just, you know, we were able to watch them and see what they do and um, – uh, we just we just grew up and we try to do the same thing. So I just lead by example. Um, guys tend to follow me. Uh, I, I stick out as a leader <clears throat> because um, I, I just work hard and everybody sees that and sees that I'm 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 really about what I what I do. Braden, uh, last couple of things here for me, man. I, I know a couple. We got some people in the chat here cheering you on and and maybe a couple of questions here. Somebody wanted to know. 
what are you at right now, weight wise? And I, I know you know you're a tall kid, big frame. Is there sort of a a goal as far as what you ultimately want to play at weight wise? I think. Yeah, so I I haven't been trying to put on too much weight. Uh, I've just been trying to stay fast right now. I'm running about I, I ran a four six three laser uh, forty and a, and a four one three shuttle. Uh, so I'm about I'm about one ninety five to two hundred. Um, in, in the season, I, I would hope to play around like two ten to two fifteen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then in college, I'll, I'll be wherever they need me to be at. Brayden, last thing I had for you, man, because I was going to sort of project it forward to, you know, this season a little bit and ask you about some of your goals. But, again, going back to the conversation I had with your coach and you mentioning your speed prompted this, he actually said that he wants to see you run a little bit more this year. Um, So are you going to, you know, show off the legs a little bit more, whether that's built into the offense or are you going to be looking to run a little bit more and make big plays on the ground? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been uh... (laughs) – that's definitely a goal of mine. I, I want to, you know, kind of expand my ability and, uh, you know, being able to hurt defenses. I feel like that's definitely an area I've been able to improve on. And, um, you know, I feel like I've gotten to a position where I, I'm, I'm going to have some fun this year. Braden, man, dude, we appreciate the time. We really do. I, I know you're a busy guy. Definitely a, a great representative for your state, for your school there, man. And uh, just in closing, do you, do you have any final thoughts, any message maybe to the Gamecock fans that are watching this, or maybe even recruits out there that are watching this, man? I would say, I would say South Carolina is just different. It's just different. I can, I can tell I haven't, um, I'm kind of, kind of new to the, new to everything South Carolina, but um, from, from what I, what I know, everything's been positive. Everything's been great. And uh, I'm just excited to get ready, uh, get, get down there and start winning national championships. There it is. That's Gamecock commit Braden Davis from, Middletown, Delaware, Braden, we appreciate it, man. You enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Braden. Appreciate you. Thanks, Braden. Great stuff there from Gamecocks future quarterback, Braden Davis. And, Chris, uh, hopefully it it came across in the interview. I I think it did, but uh, what you saw right there, um, that's sort of who Braden is. I mean, from the moment I think I talked to him for the first time uh, for an interview was right after he got the offer, and – just a very, I would say, detail-oriented kid, thoughtful kid. Um, gave us some of his time today. We certainly appreciate that. And you can tell he has kind of a, a big-picture view. I mean, I I was blown away with how much depth he got out of his South Carolina visits without um, without actually, you know, being able to visit as far as a controlled environment. Uh, you know, he was talking about seeing campus, seeing the Riverwalk, rolling through five points, driving by the stadium and the ops building. Like, that's a pretty thorough look uh, that only comes, in my opinion, from somebody who took their time to find out, what do I need to look at? What do I need to find out? To me, that is a that's a sign of a greater attention to detail that I would imagine, not to completely project here, but I imagine probably shows itself in his other facets of life on and off the field as well. Yeah, and that's something we heard about from the beginning, you know, when we knew South Carolina had started recruiting Braden Davis and not offered at that point, but just starting to do a little bit of research on him as a as a prospect, as a person, trying to figure out, all right, where do things stand with this guy? What kind of kid is he? What kind of player is he? What's the skill set? And something that we heard from several people is just how great of a kid he is. And like you said, I, I think that did come through. But he definitely did his research. I mean, he talked about a lot how he got a different feel from South Carolina, from the coaches, the way that the staff, whether it's Shane Beamer, Marcus Satterfield, the rest of the staff, sort of approach things with the recruiting pitch. He mentioned that Columbia, the, the feel of it, which, again, he he got a sense, not just of going and saying, oh, williams Price Stadium, that's a big, nice stadium. That, that's enough for me. You know, he really tried to see what the culture was like around the place, see a little bit more of the city, see the life. He even said it reminded him a little bit of where he grew up, and so – um, you know, I, I think that tends to give you a better match, a better fit when you, you know, it's tough. Like you said, 15 months of prospects not being able to take visits and they have to try to make decisions in some cases. Quarterbacks commit earlier, um, but he didn't force it. You know, he didn't force a decision. He said he felt like he exhausted the recruiting process without really being able to go and take these visits. But that's because he did 
on his own such a, a thorough job through it. And, you know, you listen to people who know him, uh, you listen to his high school coach. He definitely raves about him projecting those types of things onto the field with his work ethic as well. By the way, if you join us late, all of our shows are archived on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash Gamecock Central. The audio of this will be on every single major podcast platform, so whichever one you prefer, it'll be on there. I believe it's archived on Facebook as well. Probably not the best viewing experience um, for an archive show there, but on youtube.com slash Gamecock Central, you can go back and watch that entire interview with Braden Davis if you missed the beginning, and we'd certainly invite you to do this. And this is archived for free on the front page, GamecockCentral.com. By the way, it didn't go into the full spiel at the beginning just because Braden was already on, didn't want to waste his time. But this show is brought to you by our good friend Clint Hammond. He is the top mortgage broker there at the Mortgage Network here in Columbia, right across from Dreer High School. ClintHammond.com is where you can get connected with Clint. Or you can just give him an old school phone call, 803-771-6933. Never a better time to maybe refinance. The interest rates are still low. You see Clint's Information right there, his NMLS number is 71597. His email is chammond at mortgagenetwork.com. Again, Clint Hammond, branch manager of the Columbia Mortgage Network. He is our presenting sponsor right here every single episode of GC Live. Thanks again to Braden Davis for joining us. And uh, again, you can go back and listen or watch that entire interview if you just scroll back on youtube.com slash Gamecock Central. Some other news in Gamecock land today not necessarily the most positive i guess south carolina losing to clemson uh, yesterday uh, this is obviously the wednesday show on tuesday south carolina takes the clemson baseball series two to three still but sort of i would say fell apart a little bit there at the end had a big throwing error you, you know if you're a gamecock fan if you're that south carolina baseball team you hate to lose a game like that it's one thing if a team just you know gets the big hit but to lose the lead there and sort of have it uh, fall away from you there with a, a throwing error. Uh, not obviously a great moment. South Carolina will take the series win, but I'm sure would have been much nicer. They'd much rather in that dugout to have gotten the full-on sweep. I don't think either side has swept the other, uh, if Pete Yannity is correct, since 2014. So would have been a nice feather in your cap going into what is sort of regional selection season here coming up for South Carolina baseball. Sticking with baseball, a little bit of a rotation shuffle, Chris. Uh, Brett Carey gets moved back into the rotation. This is obviously someone who has started at times, who has come out of the pen uh, quite a bit, has been outstanding out of the pen this year for South Carolina. They leave Brandon Jordan in what is what was his new Friday role this past week. Brett Carey slides into the Saturday role. Thomas Farr takes the Sunday role as South Carolina travels to Kentucky this weekend. We will, of course, have complete breakdown of that, I assume, with Colin Taylor on Friday. But, uh, Chris, worth mentioning today because they continue to try and shuffle. They shuffled the batting order again as far as the guys that were in the order. Uh, yesterday, Mark Kingston trying to tweak this thing, trying to find the right mix to get back some of that mojo that, that South Carolina obviously had at one point earlier in the year. Yeah, trying to get it back. Obviously, look, I think it's important to keep in mind. Clemson has not played extremely well this year overall. They're about a 500 ball club, whether it's in conference or overall. Um, it was a midweek game, so a little bit of a different feel, right, with with the pitching. Although the pitching was strong at first for South Carolina, as you sales as you said, West sort of fell off the rails there, um, and then er, early on, South Carolina runners in scoring position. I think through three innings had left. I can't remember the exact number. They left a lot of people on base in the early innings, even had a bases loaded two out opportunity, didn't get anything. So I think ultimately that was the undoing there. And important to keep in context that over this stretch, the competition's obviously been significant. It's been stiff and, and you do weigh that in to contextualize it, but no doubt that they do need to get back a little bit more to that early season form when they're playing so well. And so they're shuffling guys and trying to figure that out. Be interesting to watch that regional selection process. And of course, despite, you know, dropping that third game to Clemson, despite, you know, some of the series results as of late, South Carolina is still in that conversation 
and has a chance with the Kentucky series. You got what a midweek against App State. You got a series against a good Tennessee ball club. Those are going to be extremely important down the stretch here. No doubt, man. And again, we'll we'll talk to Kyle and we'll go into more depth on that later on in the week. And by the way, we should have on Friday. I'm I'm actually as soon as this show is over, I'm recording pre-recording an interview with uh, Juju McDowell, the South Carolina running back commit who uh, or signee, I should say. He'll be on campus actually in a, a, a couple of weeks, exactly two weeks from yesterday, I believe, is when he's arriving. A lot of kids are arriving uh, sort of in that May 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th range to start class on June 1st. So we'll have him on. If anybody has any questions you want me to ask Juju McDowell, if you're watching this live, go ahead and throw those in the chat, and I'll pick one or two to uh, to ask Juju. Also in the recruiting world, Chris, uh, we have a uh, little bit of news earlier today, a, a decommitment from South Carolina former DB commit Anthony Rose. He was, of course, from Hallandale, Florida, someone that was sort of – I don't know if you call him South Carolina's first commitment because their first commitment had decommitted as well. That was Gunnar Stockton. But, you know, I, I think – and we don't always – anytime a kid commits, we don't really say this, but it's almost assumed when you have an early commit, in my opinion, from an out-of-state guy, and then you start talking about Florida recruiting and South Florida recruiting – and uh, this is something you and I talk about quite a bit, uh, you know, until you got a guy locked in, until he's just signed and on your campus. Um, South Florida recruiting, it giveth and it taketh away. I, <laughs> I think So you almost have to consider verbal South Florida commits to sort of just be targets almost in, in general. Uh, I think that's probably the case here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. There's sort of an industry joke that, uh, that you know, really the, the commitment, the first commitment for a South Florida prospect really just gets his recruitment started, you know, and that's, it's sort of a funny thing to say, but if you go back and look, you know, I don't have some specific statistic for it, Wes, but it, it's, it certainly gets very interesting, especially down in South Florida and, and why that is. You know, I, I don't know what you can exactly point to, but one thing is just it's an early commitment. It's out of state. And so you do see more early commitments in recruiting now. Obviously, when Anthony Rose committed, he's a South Florida guy. He's out of state guy. It's an early commitment. And then you throw in the fact that just the current visit situation, you know. So one of the, that's one thing. The, the other thing is people are saying, well, South Carolina out of it. Are they in up? Are they in it? Are they going to keep pursuing him? Is he going to keep South Carolina on the list? I don't know yet. We haven't really had enough time to sort of gather that up just yet. Uh, so we, I know that's the next natural question. We don't know. Um, I think thirdly, when, when you look at this thing, South Carolina is obviously in big need at the defensive back position. That's If you had to point to one in this recruiting class, say what is the position South Carolina has got to address? I think that's the one you point to, Wes. And so uh, – you know, from a number standpoint, but also a talent standpoint, you you need to replenish both of those things and add to the roster. And so when you look at losing Rose, that's a guy that was a four star. He's a guy that's got talent. Uh, but you go, you've got to add some guys. Well, this summer is going to be huge for that. Friday, of course, there's a Gamecock target that has an announcement set um, in K1 Banks out of Tallahassee, Godby in Florida. So that's one to watch. Uh, but on top of that, you look at that visit list. The official visit list for June already on a few different weekends is really impressive, and it has some big-time defensive backs on it. So South Carolina's got to make some hay. There are multiple four-star prospects and some really talented three-star guys, too, already slated to be in. Yeah, and uh, so June, we continue to mention that, Chris. It's going to – it's. Gonna, I mean, get your popcorn ready if you're a South Carolina fan. 
get your coffee ready if your name is Chris Clark or Wes Mitchell, and get your vacations in now because June is going to be loaded. Now, there may be a slight uh, reprieve in July before things really get rolling in, in August again as far as preseason camp, but but for June, there's not going to be much breathing going on because I, I think, you know, Beamer, I I don't really think he was exaggerating when he said we want guys on campus every single day in June yeah. because if you start to look, man, there, there's the two big official visit weekends, which is sort of, you know, June 11th and June 25th. By the way, huge for South Carolina that Braden Davis will be there for the 25th. We'll get into that here in a second, but. That's sort of what you build it around, but you start going through your calendar, putting in the 10 days that they're going to have camps, uh, be it a one-day camp or an O-line, D-line team day. Start just filling those 10. They actually have youth camps you know, along the way as well that just takes time of the staff, if, if anything else. Then you start saying, well, this guy's doing a midweek visit. This other guy's doing a different midweek visit. There's probably going to be more guys who just last minute. I mean, you know how it is, dude. There's going to be guys that maybe have their weekends set up, and South Carolina's going to say, well, dude, if you can come tomorrow, <laughs> like, come on. You know, you'll take them when you can get them, yeah. basically. So, I mean, I, honestly, the entire month of June, maybe give or take a few days, is probably going to be loaded with recruiting. Yeah, it is. It, and, and at some point – it may even become difficult to manage. Now, this is a good problem for South Carolina. You want to get, again, priority guys. There are lots of them in this class, and most of them, I would say most of them, have never been to campus ever. So you've got a new staff. We've covered this. This staff cannot recruit over Zoom and go sign an impactful class. It just can't happen right now. So this comes at a very good time, very opportune time for the staff and so they're starting to load up that visit list it's going to be packed it's already packed and it's only going to get better we we're just now starting to build out okay who's camping at south carolina guys that maybe have offers could earn offers some guys that may come out of nowhere um again got rest definitely right jessica jackson her staff they're going to be busy um but wes you know originally we were working as the even just the official visits don't count unofficials that are going to be every day the unofficials, like you said, the two big weekends, but now they've progressed to the midweeks, a couple really good prospects on, what, June 7th? And this morning, we had the news of a big-time four-star prospect who's now picked the weekend in between those, June 18th, for an official visit, and that's a Friday. So we may see some guys start trickling in on June 18th, too. So really, all these weekends, they're starting to fill up with some big-time talent. Yeah, June June seventh, uh, your boy uh, Felix Hickson from down in Georgia, big defensive lineman. Um, they got a Virginia running back coming in that day, four star. Um, and by the way, I'll I'll just admit my, admit my ignorance here. Is it Raymond Brown or Ramon Brown? Do we have clarification on that? We have clarification. I have always in my head. I don't know if I've said it out loud in my head. It's always Ramon. Okay. But I don't know. I so think Ramon, I can make a Razor Ramon joke, you know, the old WWF. And oh, Scott. okay. So if I'm saying, I'm thinking Ramon Brown, Razor Ramon Brown. I mean, that is a awesome nickname. The bad guy. It's a really good one. Yeah. And that's a dude, Chris, I think we talked about him a bit when, when South Carolina first, when, when we learned the news that they were going to be having a man on an official. Yeah. That's a dude. If they can somehow make a move with him, that's a that's a guy. Let's just say it like this: they've been doing everything they can to try and work their way into a mix with him. So to get him on campus, I think ideally you want those weekend officials if you can help it. But it goes back to that whole thing of if you get a guy on campus, you always have a shot. You always have a chance, and, and he's one that I, I just get the impression. We don't, you know, we don't know the exact board, like who's one, who's two, who's three. I don't know if we'd be able to say it even if we did, but you just get the impression this guy is, is pretty high up there as far as their running back targets. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And, you know, 
right after that, Wes, June 11th, first guy on the list here on, on the list that you've kept up, Gamecock Central, which we're going to have to update, is Jalon Glover, who is a prospect we really like. Um, now, FSU yeah. is going to be big, Georgia Tech's in there. There's, there's a bunch of schools vying for him. But you look at just the four-star list, it's starting to build out, you know, and – when you look at, at a couple positions in particular, defensive back, wide receiver, which there's some talented guys at those positions, South Carolina is going to have playing time to sell big time. You know, running back, they're going to be able to sell, you know, Monterio Hardesty and, and the different aspects about the school and some successes that they've had in producing running backs lately at South Carolina. Uh, but then to guys like C.J. Smith, the receiver who can absolutely fly and is probably underrated right now. And then you look at, you know, four-star defensive back like Keenan Nelson, Traquan Fegans, who's the guy I referenced from Alabama earlier. They've got a lot of talent that's set to come on campus that they're going to be able to sell immediate, immediate playing time to, and, and that could be pretty impactful for some of these guys. Yes. C.J. Uh, Smith, word on the street is he is almost as fast as Chris Clark, which oh, God. Is, is saying quite a bit, uh, I will say. Um but, no, that, that's the type of guy you want to start. I mean, I, I think we, we've talked a ton about, in our opinion, team speed being just one of those overall things that has got to improve. And I, and I don't really, Chris, I don't look at that as like at receiver, at running back. At D, I just think overall team speed got to get better. Now, adding a guy or two that has this elite type speed, that that starts to that starts that process. Um, it doesn't fix it completely because you need that to be at every position. But this is a kid, man. I mean, good lord, he, he he's getting the thing is he's out here. What did we say the other day? He he broke into the ten twos. Yeah, was it a ten two nine one hundred? Ten two eight, ten two nine, something like that. He's getting faster. So, like he he's gradually getting faster. And and has a has a chance if he ends up at South Carolina, y'all, to follow in the footsteps. There have been some guys that have done. It's not as it doesn't get publicized as much as it does when it's like a football and baseball guy or a Bruce Ellington football and basketball. There's been some guys who have done the whole football and track thing, and that as a two sport thing tends to tends to sort of work out a little bit better. I think as far as being able to actually do the two things. I mean, I, I think this kid probably would be the fastest Gamecock since Demir Bird, would you say? I, I would I would think so. Um, and let's look up. Is there somebody I'm missing in between now and Demir that would have been well in that conversation speed-wise? The one that I mentioned, and I think we forget him because he wasn't on the roster for too long. I mean, Levante Valentine had legit speed. I don't remember his – Crack times in high school right off, um, but certainly he's a guy that could run for sure. I mean, he, he was a guy that was, uh, you know, pretty fast. But, but you know, he, here's for some context, right? I'll have to look up what he did when he was, like, at the collegiate level or, or later. But Demir Bird, you go back, remember how fast Demir Bird, Bird was. I mean, he, he can fly, uh, could fly, can fly. And when he was, I don't know what year this was, but in high school, uh, he was a 10 4 200 meters guy at one point. That's in his old Gamecocks online bio. That's Demir Bird. He could, he could run past people. So when you talk about getting 10 2 8, that's starting to get a little bit silly, you know, in terms of the speed. And he's not, but you look at CJ Smith as a football player, he can play football too. You know, he's not just, you know, a track guy. You know, he's a guy that can he can really run. And he he's he's bigger than Demir. You know, yes. I, I think uh, yeah. Yeah, like Demir I don't remember is it the fifty five? Is that an, I get there's a fifty five and there's a sixty. Yeah. You know, Demir Demir was a killer in those races. And I, I think I and I don't know if, if CJ runs them, I don't know what he runs them in, but you look at you look at CJ and the fact he's a six three dude. You put him in the hundred, and there's a little bit more of a long stride element there as well. But this is a guy I think 
you know, Demir, you play him in the slot, you play him outside. They, you know, they would put him outside just because of his speed, but size wise, he was more of a slot guy. I think you look at CJ, this is a guy you put on the outside. He can use his size, but he can use his long speed to to stretch the defense and to force defenses to account for that. So, you know, I, I think Antonio Williams, by for my money, is the most important wide receiver recruit South Carolina has because of the – for one, he's, he's a stud. But two, he's local. He's right down the road. He's at Dutch Fork. Everybody wants him. This is huge for South Carolina to try and get him. But right after that, you want to talk about building out a, a receiver class? Put Williams in there, put C.J. Smith in there, and you're off to a really nice start, I, I think. So we'll see what, what South, South Carolina can do there. Uh, C.J. Smith will be on campus, official visit this June, as will a bunch of other guys. And uh, so, so yeah, let's, let's talk about that. June 25th, another of those big weekends. And Chris, and I'm, I'm trying to update. I think I've got it updated to where I can just scroll through it for everybody. Yeah, here it is. But having Braden Davis in for that weekend, um, not to like completely blow it up. It doesn't mean like guarantee anything. But, dude, in, in my opinion, this is this is a big deal for South Carolina that that he will be in for that weekend. Yeah, it, it will be. And and like you said, man, all you can ask for right now if you're this staff, literally all you can ask for is to get guys on campus. That's the starting point. I mean, all these guys, as you scroll through this, I'm going to try to even think if any of these guys have been on campus. A lot of them have taken virtuals. Maybe a guy or two's taken a self-guided tour at some point. But by and large – None of these guys have ever visited South Carolina. They haven't visited under the new staff. They haven't visited under the old staff. There's a lot to learn, and I'm not coming up with anybody that's uncommitted that's ever been to South Carolina. Um, it's possible when they're really young, freshmen, something like that. But you look at, for instance, an Oscar Delp. He hadn't been. I remember interviewing him recently. He said, I've never taken a visit, and he didn't mean to South Carolina. He just mean men in general. Like He has not been on a visit yet since the recruiting process started, so – very, very important weekend, obviously, and, and important weekends, important June. I mean, every day is going to be key, but especially when you look at these official visits, you get five during the process. South Carolina's had some success now under previous staff, but you think about some of the guys that have been landed. Part of it is summer in Columbia. I mean, it can be something that uh, is appealing to these guys. And so the new staff, I'm sure, is going to have a good plan for that. Selling playing time, selling the staff, selling a variety of different things, and sort of catering um, to what they think that, that these guys want, to, to what they're going to need to hear. Um, but they have a chance with these guys. All these guys on this list here, that's all you can ask for right now is to get them on campus. And if you do that, you've got you got a chance. The two guys on the screen right now, Chris, Oscar Delp, Braden Davis. If you're South Carolina, you need. Uh, you need QB one to spend the entire weekend with a potential future tight end one. I feel like because you know this, this is a this is an absolute battle. South Carolina, Georgia, you know a kid that South Carolina has put a tremendous amount of time and energy and resources into showing him how much he's wanted at South Carolina. There's going to be a Georgia push here. I think we all know that. I, I think the Bulldogs are are very much in it. He's going to official visit to those guys in June as well. That'll be a huge weekend to sort of keep an eye on. But the Gamecocks get them in. Their quarterback uh, for the class will be here as well. Um, all you want there is a is a chance. And I, I think with him, a, a kid that grew up pulling for the Gamecocks, has, uh, has been here on the show, has always talked very highly of South Carolina, of Shane Beamer, of Eric Kimry really of, of everything about the program. Now you have to prove to him that you're on the up and up, that future the future is bright, and that he can be a huge part of this offense at South Carolina. But I think a key there is getting him around some other guys that he can start to get to know and start to feel comfortable with, much like he's going to have 
you know, with a Gunner Stockton and some of these other guys that that will be going to South, they'll be going to Georgia that uh, will be on campus when he is there as well. Yeah, and, and that's going to be that's something we've talked about a lot with Oscar Delp. Is this is a Georgia kid who's about what an hour away from Georgia? He, he's got a Gunner Stockton connection. He knows some of the other prospects that are either going to Georgia or that Georgia has a good shot with, not locks necessarily to go there, but but guys that Georgia has a shot with. And so there is going to be some pressure. There is going to be um, – I'm not sure how else to say it, Wes. There's going to be some hype around Georgia because they're putting together a really impressive class. They're Georgia. They're the in-state school. There's a lot there. Oscar Delp is a kid, though, that I legitimately think if he goes to Georgia, he just he thinks it's the best decision for him. And, and any number of those things could weigh in. But something he is looking at pretty heavily is how the school is going to use the tight end. And so that's something South Carolina sold a ton. They threw the ball of the tight end a lot during spring practice, something they've certainly pointed out to him, something they'll continue to harp on, just the importance in the, in the Gamecock offense of the tight end. Um, they built a good relationship with him. He's got the family tie. I think they've done a great job with the family. So it's just hard to tell which direction for sure it's going to go. I think there's been some ebb and flow to this one. And these visits, again, are, are really going to tell the story in June. But definitely a positive to have Braden Davis in, as you said, Wes. I think that's just another – if any, if nothing else, it's something that South Carolina can point to and, and have it not be really as much of a question for them of, hey, who's going to throw you the ball? Or They don't have a quarterback committed. Now you've checked that box off. Yeah, very important box, I think, for skilled players to know who's coming in with them at the quarterback position. Uh, by the way, they're uh, – so they're not a direct sponsor of us here on the show, but I did want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, they are a sponsor of mine on Gamecock Central. I want to give you all a heads up just because I noticed they're also about uh, starting to sell out. But if, you're, if you've been wanting one of these Under Armour hoodies, Chris, I don't know if I've ever seen them marked down this much. Um, and two, two of them I saw just sold out. I'm going to post the link uh, in the chat. But the if you're watching this, the gray one there in the middle – and the one on the far right is already sold out, but the one on the left and then the one that's third from the left um, are actually still available at this link. I think one of those is a youth and one is an adult, but they're Under Armour hoodies from uh, Gamecock Traditions. These things are normally like 70 80 bucks, and right now they're $20. So I, uh, I thought, you know, some ads are just for the sake of, of advertising. This ad, I thought y'all might get something out of it because I, I know Under Armour stuff can, Chris, sometimes be a little on the expensive side. So I want to give everybody a heads up that that is available. Um, I was thinking about grabbing a couple for future Christmas or birthday presents for people in the fam. You know, like that's I, I don't know if I've seen them marked down that much. So I wanted to give everybody a, head, a heads up. I've got those links posted on Gamecock Central as well if you missed them. Um, but I also just put those in the chat. You should be able to click that. Hopefully a lot of people on our site I saw have already been, been buying them. So uh, dude, I, I think that's about it for the show. Do you have any closing thoughts, man? I don't other than yeah, jump in on that sale because dude, at first when I was looking at that graphic, I was like, okay, $20 off. No, it's $20. That's the price. So they have, I have never, ever seen anything under armor that low. So definitely scoop those up. Get them before they are gone. But no, great show today. Enjoyed having Braden Davis on. A lot still going on in Gamecock land. Can you imagine June? It is going to be crazy. Uh, I'm excited, but also don't know if I want to think about it yet. Um, yeah. Let's let's relax. A little bit. It has not been very relaxing lately. Even no. if it seems like there's a lot going on, there is still a good bit going on, and we are about to ramp up big time. We may be doing GC Live like from camp or something. I don't yes. know. What- but we'll figure that out later. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Twin River. We did just go down the list of visitors. You missed it, Twin Rivers. Were you not watching? Um, the by the way, I, I forgot to mention. If anytime you buy something from Gamecock Traditions, put in the promo code Gamecock Central. There is a space in there. Gamecock Space Central. You will get ten percent additional off. 
Wow. Um, so, uh, and Matt is saying the only one left for the one, the only thing left on one of them is small. That, like I said, that may be the, I know it's like, these are clearance items. So they're there until they're not. But if, um, again, anything you buy on there, put in promotional code Gamecock space central at checkout. And even in store, if you're at the store and you tell them Gamecock central, you'll get 10% off right off the bat. And one thing I noticed if you're on mobile, I had some people tell me I don't see a promo field on there. There's a little, there's a little like drop down. It's not, it's not obvious at first, but if you just look at your options at checkout, there is a little drop down that you can tap, and it'll pop up, and you can then put in the uh, the deal there. So Gamecock Space Central, you'll get ten percent off. In addition, so that's twenty bucks. You'll get another two dollars off. Um, if you can find a right size right now. So, uh, and that goes for pretty much everything in the store, from what I understand, unless there's just some special exclusion. For the most part, everything should be 10% off with that code at any point. So make sure you take advantage of that. Um, always nice saving a little bit of extra money. So, all right, for Chris, I'm Wes. We enjoyed it. Thanks to Braden Davis again. That was awesome. Glad that he uh, he joined us. Some good insight from him. Very uh, just sharp, well-spoken kid. And uh, look forward to watching him continue to grow. He, Like I said, like I told him, he represents his town, his state, his school, all those things very, very well. So thanks to Braden for joining us. Hopefully we'll be able to have him on the show one day in the future. Again, Juju McDowell, we're, we're thinking we'll be on on Friday, pre-recorded interview. And, of course, Colin Taylor to preview South Carolina, Kentucky as well. For Chris, I'm Wes. We'll see you all on Friday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.